Good morning out there, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, <laughs> and awaken the consciousness. You slid on in today. I did. Oh, you. my goodness. Last couple days around there, I know. Last couple of days, Benny, um, I actually uh, did appointments from home for two days doing remote sessions with people. I had everybody, you know, some of my clients were like, I don't even have one snowflake. What are you guys talking about? All the way to, it's like three feet of snow. They said it was going to be five inches, but, you know. We, as in me, I'm included in in the they. In the (laughs) they. That's what they're saying, because, you know, we're in radio. But it was, it was was bizarre. Like, it was all over different people at different amounts and whatever, but it all kind of happened. So it's like a blanket statement, so to speak. You just have to prepare for it. And, you know, some people got to work, some people didn't. And uh, glad everyone's safe. And what's nice about you is you can do remote sessions. I can. Yeah. So that's a bonus for those that want your help. It was super awesome. And um, thank you to everybody that Mm -hmm. uh, did it. And people were like, some people said, I didn't know you did this. I go, well, ISIS, no discount. Yes, absolutely. Well, you, you bet it. You, you you better believe it. Yeah. I also saw that there was some people that spent their night in the car out there in Sky Comish. So if anybody's out there, you know, you guys don't have electricity, you're probably not listening. Yeah, because they were like the worst hit. There was It kind of came up over the top of the major Seattle area up through the valley up there. And it was yeah. just dumping. Like, yeah inches and, and and we got like yeah a flake here at the studio i know it's crazy so <laughs> uh be careful we always send lots of goodness yeah. out to everybody mm-hmm. and uh do stay safe and i don't know you know I, uh, help each other you know mm-hmm. that that it's a new idea yeah. i know but you could do it the warm yeah. hearts will melt all the ice and snow oh, away Benny. look at that oh, where does he come up wow with? i know right <laughs> 365 days a year you're gonna get that you know, ladies, Benny's available. <laughs> <laughs> for another day, Loretta, for another day. Only, maybe only five minutes. We I... have guests. Oh, yes, we do. Excuse me. Let's Let me get back to my business. Steer away from the obvious. <laughs> anyway, if you just tuned in, I'm sorry, we do goof around a little bit. This uh, is uh, Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area in beautiful Bellevue, the east side, and been in business about 25 years we do all kinds of wonderful stuff over there saturday which is apparently the day after tomorrow i have my monthly monthly class with women called temple of the divine feminine because obviously we're goddesses in the making that's right so uh, this is for women only the class goes from 11:30 to 3:30. we do all kinds of really fantastic things we're going to be doing some um, uh, meditations and some healing circles and doing a lot of talking about the year coming up, helping you set yourself for that. So uh, sign up at schedule.reikioasis.com. Thank you to Indigo Hawk for being my amazing webmaster. I am lost without you. Yes. And uh, this Sunday, another wonderful Crystal Bowl concert with me at Bala Yoga in Kirkland. And we will be balancing and aligning the chakras, but we're also going to be putting some healing energy out toward... The world and many of the things that are going on like um, here in our own area but also down in Australia and uh, in uh, what I call hot spots of the world so do come out and be a part of it I will have sacred cacao the ceremony begins at 7 30 p.m. you get tickets at Bala Yoga wear yoga clothes bring yourself and your crystals for cleaning and clearing and uh, bring a friend 
you know, it's a, it's a really good time. And we do get full in there, so uh, do come out. Try to get tickets ahead of time. I think you get a little discount if you do that. You just call Bali Yoga in Kirkland to get them, and you can, of course, buy them at the door. So not a problem. Uh, can I jump back for just a second with the whole wildfires? Did you hear and read the little story about the six-year-old little boy who was making little clay koalas yeah. to raise money? He's raised over $51,000 oh. already. It's the sweetest thing. And they're adorable little koalas, and his name's Owen. So just a shout-out to Owen. Owen. Good call, bud. Yeah. Nice job. Little six-year-old mm-hmm. boy. I love little boys. I know. I love big boys. No, never mind. I have two. I, I know. Uh, twins, for those who are just kind of checking in right now on that one. Two, two bennies. Twin nine-year-olds, yeah. Two, <laughs> twin bennies. They're just darling, three. by the way. Thank you. Yeah, they're darling. I saw their pictures. So dealers. happy birthday to them. Oh, yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Happy birthday to them. And a big thank you and appreciation to my patrons. We are a listener-supported show. And, of course, air, live airtime is not free, so I really appreciate it. If you want to be part of that um, giving community, you can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show. And, uh, you know, you, like I say, it, your dollars help keep us on the air and help me bring wonderful guests like we're going to have in just a minute. But I have to check in super quick with astrology for my sky watchers because this has been a busy busy week go capricorns whoo yes go capricorn and merging out from here but everybody i get you everybody's in capricorn in the home of capricorn we had a big eclipse in that full wolf moon last friday and that kind of set us up for the weekend and on sunday we had that massive pluto saturn Mercury conjunction that everybody's been talking about for for quite a while and that was in Capricorn and we had the great disciplinarian Saturn meet the great transformer Pluto so basically structure met decay and uh, that means a whole lot of changes all over the world I call it the big reset button it is personal it is global it's probably even cosmic. This is a, a very rare thing. Uh, Saturn and Pluto come together probably every, oh, I don't know, 34 to 38 years. But they work their way through all the signs of the zodiac. So like I said last week, it's been 503 years since this actual conjunction has happened in Capricorn. And the last time it happened, we had the Protestant Reformation. So be aware of the fact that we don't, we don't always feel these changes right away or we don't always see the effects of this right away. It takes a while to play it out. And it may be as the year unfolds that you begin to understand where that actually has impacted your own life. And I do look at these things as opportunities to grow, opportunities to um, you know, take a look at your life, what's working, what's not working. And, of course, we're always wanting to bring in that new consciousness of, of love and light and wisdom and all of that good stuff. So uh, utilize the energies. I'm an energy worker, so utilize the energies, the frequencies. Uh, get on board with that. And, and um, <laughs> years ago, I had a, a vision with an aboriginal man where this big tidal wave was coming across Australia. And he, he pointed at it, and he said, look at that. And I said, that looks pretty scary. And, and he said, you've got to ride the crest of the wave, Loretta. Don't get caught underneath it. So I've pondered that over many, many years. And uh, I think that our higher consciousness helps us do that, and also if we get into a more positive state of mind. So there's my message for today. I also am going to just say that uh, Venus has moved into dreamy Pisces, 
and Mercury has moved into eccentric Aquarius, and both planets are mingling with revolutionary um, <clears throat> Uranus and reminding us that even our most earth-shattering problems can be solved with compassion and creativity. So it's time to go forth with grace, and for the next five weeks, you're all going to be so happy. Uh, we have absolutely no planets in retrograde. Everything's moving forward for the next five weeks, so... Um, you know, let's get some stuff done. I'm ready for it. And with all of that, that was a long intro. I have two wonderful men waiting to get on the show with me. And um, I'm saying they're wonderful. They told me things about them before the show. They are wonderful. That's right. And One they, likes blue. One We're going to start blue. there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my guests today are the hosts of, of the Energy Matters podcast, Cody Edner and David Gandelman. And Cody is founder of intuitivevision.net. He's been teaching meditation and intuitive awareness for over 35 years. He's the former director of Berkeley Psychic Institute of Santa Rosa and the Esclepian Wellness Center. David Gandelman, as well as being a, a, a host of uh, Energy Matters, is the founder of davidgandelman.com and teaches meditation at Cornell University. David has cultivated a program that connects energetic experience, ancient wisdom traditions, and humor, apparently, to create a safe atmosphere for people interested in developing their natural sp spiritual abilities. And so welcome to the show, both of you. Thanks for being so patient with the opening. Thanks for having us, Loretta. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, Loretta. Yeah. It's wonderful to be here. Thank yeah. you. It's really great to have both of you on the show. Um, you guys have so much experience. I want to talk a little bit. Can you um, talk a little bit about what is it? what does it mean to be psychic or intuitive? And how did you guys find out that you were that way? So whoever wants to speak sure. first. Well, well, since, this is David. Since Cody's been teaching longer than I've been alive, I'll let him start. <laughs> <laughs> defer, defer to age, I see. Yeah. I see yes. how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, for, for me, the intuitive, uh, the idea of being intuitive or psychic, what, I kind of grew up with that in my family, I guess we would say that. We were a little bit open to the metaphysical world and astrology. It's it's funny to, to hear you give the whole astrology forecast because I grew up with my mom taking astrology classes in mm -hmm. the 70s and learning all about that. So I had that exposure. But the real, I think, moment where I kind of woke, awoken a little bit to my intuitive nature was the first time I got a reading. I happened to... Um, be out with my aunt, my, my crazy aunt, you know, so <laughs> we all have one of those, that one that will take us to do the thing that probably shouldn't be going to do. And she uh, <laughs> took me out to get a reading. And, and so we went to see this palm reader and uh, she, my aunt wanted to get her reading first and I got to sit on, sit in on the reading. And as I was, the reading started, my aunt would ask a question. And while I was sitting there with the, the palm reader, I would have the answer in my head. Like I knew, and then I didn't know that it was the right answer until the, the reader would then say what I was thinking. And so as the, the reading progressed, I kind of had this sense that, oh, I could do this. 
this this makes sense to me. And in many ways, I was only I was 14 at the time, but in many ways, that was the first time that I think that the world kind of made sense to me that how I saw things was being voiced. And ever from that point forward, I, I kind of started to pursue what it means to be in that energy of uh, intuitive awareness. And it was maybe four years, three years later that I found uh, the Berkeley Psychic Institute, which is a school for uh, teaching meditation and developing intuitive awareness. And I, I just was drawn right into that. So I've, I've been really practicing uh, working with energy for many, many years. It was pretty much since that point. Well, I just want to jump in there. So, because I really heard you say that 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 incident really was a turning point, and also it kind of made helped you make sense of your world. Did yes. you realize that you were experiencing things a little different than other people before then, or or no? Uh, not in the sense that I could articulate it that way. I think I realized that the games I saw people playing and the things that people thought was important, I really didn't understand that why those games or those uh, issues were what's the important thing to have your attention on. And when, when I kind of had that exposure to that intuitive view of the world, all the things that we were kind of looking at or that became important, that made sense to me. Like that's the thing to, to be aware of in our relationships with each other. That's the thing to be aware of in the world is that deeper connection of who someone is energetically. Uh, I think that's maybe the best way I could describe it. At 14, obviously, I couldn't articulate it. No, way. yeah. But... It was just suddenly everything made sense, and then it was like, oh, I could do this. And maybe, uh, you know, at 14, I don't know that I had found anything in the world that I had this feeling of, oh, I could do this. This is makes sense to me, you know. Well, I'm just yeah. being with the fact that, you know, the, those those years, like, who wants to go back to junior high? No one, right? Um, right. <laughs> but I'm also being with the fact that, um, you know, like, like I myself and other people listening, you know, when we felt like odd man out, and for you to be able to embrace that, I just think it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, thank, thank you for that. That's, that's great. Okay, so um, we'll come back. I've got more questions, but of course, David, let's talk about what happened with you. Did you have kind of an experience like that? Sure. So when yeah. I, mine kind of happened in two phases. So when I was 16, I started reading meditation books, and I had what I guess you would call a spiritual awakening. Um, and I started seeing the world very differently, meditating every day deeply. I grew up in New Jersey in the suburbs you know, outside of New York City. So everyone thought I was crazy. Like, what is he doing in his room all day, meditating, reading those crazy books? Um, <laughs> and, and then I, uh, I went and got a degree in philosophy. Eventually, I moved to an ashram in the Himalayas in India. And that's where the more intuitive phase happened. So I was uh, sitting at a restaurant on the banks of the Ganges River uh, in, in the mountains. And a friend of a friend said, hey, would you like an intuitive reading? And I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? And sure, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Whatever. So she sat me down on these pillows in India uh, up there. You could sit. You sit on the floor in some of the restaurants. It's, it's really cool. And and she closed her eyes and she just started saying what she saw inside of me. 
And it was one of the most profound moments of my life. I couldn't believe how accurate she was, how clearly she was able to see how I was feeling and what was happening on the inside of me. Nobody had ever seen in me that way before. I went back to my room in the ashram and I spent like two days just laying in bed. I could feel like icebergs of energy just melting off of me, pain that I didn't know I had, realizations happening. It was just this whole kind of unfoldment. Uh, I went back to her and I was like, what did you do to me, you witch? <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> How do I learn? Uh, she pointed me in in the direction she had gone. Uh, she went to the school in Hawaii. So I, I literally, I bought a plane ticket. I moved to Hawaii. I spent uh, seven years there training, uh, then as an intuitive, then teaching, and then being the director of the center there, you know, teaching other people how to develop their intuitive and spiritual abilities. That's where Cody and I met. He was visiting as a teacher, uh, and we we connected became a team and now we host uh, the energy matters podcast together and we teach intuitive trainings and do all of this really cool work uh so we had different paths but kind of kind of similar starting at similar ages in our teenage years and 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 here we are with you and benny <laughs> <laughs> i know isn't that amazing i know my whole life i've been waiting You're... for this moment you guys yeah <laughs> really at some level yeah Sure. Wow, what a powerful story. So you really, you were that um, that odd person, (laughs) that odd young man (laughs) sitting in your room meditating. So you really liked meditating. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was like a Buddhist monk from like a thousand years ago. Woke up in a teenager's body in New Jersey, going, Ah, (laughs) what am I doing here? Yeah, I better. Why is everyone so loud? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, that could be true. So, uh, you know, if people believe in past lives, it's very true that you may have worked on some of this before. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we have psychic abilities, right? And, and we also have meditation. What is the importance of meditation? Cody. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's a that's a pretty big question. It um, is. Yeah. To try to sum that up, you know, I think in terms of opening up to your psychic abilities or your intuition, the importance of meditation is it, it is that place where you get quiet enough to listen to or perceive or kind of register the input that comes in at that psychic level. We might think of the world and all the input we get during the day you know, in terms of uh, sensation and noise, sound and vision, that's all really loud input. And that captures our attention really easily. And we have to kind of separate from that to start to focus on that subtler uh, input that's not hitting us over the head, like, you know, to, but that is there in, in all of our experiences. And, and then meditation is a great place to start to connect with that and w- in a way, wake up to it. It's, it's not that you become psychic. It's that you realize how it is you're psychic in the world and, and you start to realize how that uh, affects you. So the journey of Opening it up to your psychic abilities or your intuitive abilities, whatever you want to call them, is, is really a journey of remembering uh, kind of who you are on a deeper level and remembering or recognizing um, that there's this a deeper aspect to the experience of life than what is just coming at us in the world 
uh, day after day. And, and I think that's, for me, that's what meditation is in terms of as a pathway to an intuitive awakening. Obviously, there are all kinds of other benefits to meditation mm-hmm. that have to do with uh, just your mind-body or spirit-body connection within yourself and the healing that that brings uh, to be aligned in that way. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of how I would sum it up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And if I could just add, um, I would say meditation can be like the, if, if you're looking at it in the context of awakening your intuitive abilities, it can be like the foundation. So if you have a really noisy mind, then good luck finding the intuitive hits, the thoughts, the feelings, the sensations. So we have to sit and quiet ourselves, maybe even work through some layers of pain and energy and stuckness so that we can begin to hear, feel, or see the other beings around us and what information they're emanating. So if you've ever been around somebody who's in a whole ton of pain, they they often are inside of their own little bubble and they have a hard time empathizing with other people or listening or paying attention. And so as we work through the layers of our own stuff, I think naturally our spiritual abilities open and we each have different abilities. So that might mean you become more of a, of a healthy feeler or he, and healer, or you might be able to start to see mental images clearly, or you start to just know things from the top of your head. It's almost like your windshield is dirty and as you meditate, it gets clean and then you can see out of your mind's eye into the energetic world or you can start to feel out there. So for me, it's very much a foundational practice that that cleans our energy field, that grounds us, that helps us bring us into a place of sensitivity so that we can then start to experience that that intuitive or energetic dimension that is all around us that unfortunately most of us have been so unconscious to most of our lives. Um, those are excellent. That's excellent. What you guys are saying is so excellent. I'm thinking while you're talking that I call that psychic static, which can come Mm -hmm. from outside or inside. And, uh, that psychic static can really get in the way. And then I also, um, you know, I'm an empath. You guys probably are too. Um, but a lot of my clients are empaths and they're having a really hard time navigating life because, they're bombarded with all of this stuff outside of them, which, of course, they take internally. So can you, mm-hmm. can you guys talk a little bit about, like, how do we navigate this world when we, um, number one, we're starting to realize that we, we are psychic. I actually believe everyone is. We just have different potentialities with that, like everything, right? And how can we navigate through this? Are there some advice you can give us as to... And I'm sorry, this is like 18 questions in one little comment here. So you guys pick and choose. But I, I, I'm thinking like how to help the listeners, especially those waking up, because I've got a lot of people doing that. How do we navigate being strong empaths in a world like this or a strong psychic? And um, here, here's a big one. And I'm sorry, this is 18 questions. How do we tell the difference between the voice in our head and true input coming in that is a big question yeah it's a big question (laughs) i get asked it all the time right yeah yeah exactly i think one one thing to to step back and kind of note that is is happening uh, maybe in the world or at least for a lot of people in the world is this this idea of being an empath um when we first start to awaken to our psychic or intuitive abilities 
one of the first things that happens is we start to become aware of the effect. So I've, I get hit with an energy and I feel it, and that's the point when I become aware of it. And so I'm kind of experiencing a new level of awareness, but at the same time I'm experiencing maybe what I'm interpreting as a negative effect. And it's very easy to start to kind of fight against that. And and really, I think one of the the struggles of awakening and also maybe the first step is is to start to validate and uh, in a way uh, accept this new awareness that's emerging, even if it's at the level of effect. Through meditation and, and energy awareness, we start to then become aware of the cause. Like, what is it that's causing this to happen? And... The way that David and I teach, because we teach intuitive development, is we teach then tools to work with the energy or work with that ability. So it's a balance of opening the ability and balancing managing it in ourselves so that we're not overwhelmed by it or starting to validate the, the experience and the ability and that idea that you are psychic or that maybe you are a healer and then learn how to work with that in a healthy way that really promotes you growing in that ability. Uh, so there's really, I think for, for me, it's about teaching energy or awareness tools so that you can have this ability that's really wonderful and powerful, but not have it in such a way that it's uh, kind of a negative effect in you, that it's painful or it's scary or it's, it's um, overwhelming. And that's kind of the journey. And that's another tie into where meditation is such a, a powerful tool because that's the place where you go into your center, define your boundaries, and then you can you start to have the tools or, or you can work with some tools to learn about how to not take on other energies, say in the case of an empath. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I could add, uh, I've had tons of students and I'm sure Loretta you have as well and clients who this is what they suffer from they feel the crap out of everybody else's pain and they sponge it up and then they just don't know who they are they don't know what step they should take there's confusion there's doubt uh, even depression can start to settle in so if you're a sensitive empath which if you're listening to a show like this and you're interested in spirituality the likelihood is high then you probably suffer from some level of I'm absorbing other people's pain. Um, so on a practical level, a lot of us will have this experience. We'll wake up and we'll feel some strange energy like, oh, what is that sitting on my head or that energy in the pit of my stomach? Or why is this thought about something looping over and over that happened to me in the past and I can't seem to shake it? So in that moment, at that point, sit up in bed or get in a chair on a pillow, close your eyes, and then start to really look at the energy. So what Cody and I teach people is not to just, just how to feel, but how to see, how to really look at something. So if I'm getting this experience, or Cody called it an effect, like my head hurts, or I just feel off or sad or stuck, let's look at that. So what does it look like if I was to look at the weather of stuckness? You know, does it look like it's super cloudy or stormy? Is it is it gray? Is it brown? Is it purple? Is it heavy? And if I look into that cloud of energy for a moment, what do I see? Is that my energy? Is it somebody else? I can't tell you how many times I've meditated 
agitated and I was like, oh, I don't feel right. And then I'll notice somebody else's pain or somebody else's fear or stuckness. And then they'll end up calling or emailing or I'll bump into them, you know, so there'll be some kind of exchange <laughs> later in the day. I'm like, oh, obviously that happened. One time I was going to give a talk. I got out of the car and I felt this like intense, like heartache energy on my chest and it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, this hurts. What? Where the hell did that come from? I'm so sad. And then I realized, because I had so much training, you know, I popped out of it and I was like, oh, that's not mine. That's just somebody else's heart pain. A moment later, this young man walks up to me and says, David, my girlfriend just broke up with me. I'm so heartbroken. I'm devastated. Please help. And and I realized, oh, wow, he, his energy got to me before he physically did. And and sometimes that happens to us. But because we are not trained, we don't realize that. And then we just when we feel like crap, that means we are crap. If I feel bad, I am bad. And that's the first thing to wake up out of. If you feel bad, that doesn't mean you are bad. That means you are sensitive. And then the next step is, OK, how do we differentiate, which is your other question, Loretta? Right? How do we differentiate between uh, our energy and everyone else's, between an image in our mind's eye that's really trying to tell us our future or our next step and one that's just made up from the analytical mind? And that answer is a little bit more complicated because it's really – that takes time. It's like sharp. It's a skill. It's like sharpening a knife. Every time you meditate, the way me and T Cody teach it is when you start doing intuitive training and learning how to work with other people, you work out your own stuff in the in that process. And that also trains you. So we work on ourselves. We work with others. We help them heal. And in that process, we, we learn, we hone those skills of recognizing when an energy is ours and when it's somebody else's, when it's a real intuitive message and communication from higher self or life, or when it's just our analytical mind making something up. And don't we all want to be there? Wouldn't it be beautiful to always know when something is true and when something isn't? I think that's the spiritual path is learning that. And there's no shortcut to that. And so here we are learning, all of us. Oh, yeah. Um, I so agree with everything you guys have said. I, I'm also thinking it can help us with all that fake news, and, and it could be my internal fake news, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. I, there's a couple of things I want to pull out. Um, I so like what you said, David, like if I feel bad, I am not bad. You know, if I mm -hmm. feel bad, I am not bad. And our feelings, uh, for me, are... are they're important, they're navigational tools or messages that something's out of whack, right? And to be able to navigate exactly. through that so that I can get to the point where I can say, wait a minute, this, this bad feeling I'm having is not mine. This is something coming in from someone else. And then to be able to uh, have the tools to work through that. I mean, I think what you guys are teaching is, uh, is imperative. I really mean it. Um, I just think that mm. it's really imperative. Thank you. And also, you both mentioned this, and that is that you give people uh, basically energy and awareness tools. And as you're developing, uh, helping people develop their abilities, you're really increasing that self-awareness. And I think there's a lot of healing going on there because, you know, we have to, I, I think we have to work through the layers of our own uh, prejudice against the word psychic, Right. Like, oh, yeah, you're psychic. You're one of those turban-wearing people with a crystal ball, right? You know, like, mm-hmm, you know, trying to peel for money off me. And um, I, I, I would dare say that's not who you guys are. 
Cody has a crystal ball, but he only pulls it out at parties. Okay. Yeah, it's just a special. special and the turban is thing. beautiful. And the... I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to throw. I mean, I wear. I uh, I had a bar mitzvah, so sometimes I wear a yarmulke, but that's just to make my family happy. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think we probably should take a station break. Benny, are we ready for that? Yeah. Sure, we can do that. Okay. This is Loretta Brown, my my wonderful guest today, David Gandelman, Cody Edner, hosts of Energy Matters, and they are amazing, intuitives, and excellent teachers. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. This is Jim at a party. Dude, pass it. Hi there. This is Jim making nachos. Hi there. This is Jim watching his favorite horror movie. Oh yeah, definitely hi there. And this is Jim driving his car. Dude, not high there. Jim's making good decisions and not getting behind the wheel when he's high because he knows that if you feel different, you drive different. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Alternative Talk 1150 is your sports organization's safe bet when it comes to airing your team's games. Our players are all seasoned professionals when it comes to sports programming. Imagine your games being heard on local radio. Your team deserves the MVP treatment. Call 425-653-1150 today to learn how affordable and fun it is to broadcast your games on the radio. Call 425-653-1150 and make your next season something special. That's 425-653-1150. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show. Where's the and, what? <laughs> Where's the what? <laughs> the phone numbers. The phone numbers. They're, they're right there in front of you. Did you get them? No, they're not. Oh, they're well, then I'll do it. Okay, thanks. Um, anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the show. I'm sorry. We were uh, still doing the commercial break. Hey, you know, Loretta. that's what's up. Thank there you. Thank you. Case, you know, I've got to have, I know, just in case. I have, to have visuals, okay, you know. Okay. Uh, visuals right, are good right. sometimes. <laughs> We're human. I know. I'm sorry. We're a little bit full of levity this morning, but it's all the snow and we were housebound and now I'm back. That is it. That's it. I'll go with that one. Yeah. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis located right here in Seattle. You can find out everything about me at ReikiOasis.com. My guest today, David Gandelman and Cody Edner, hosts of Energy Matters podcast, which you probably should check out like instantly and subscribe to it so that you can get all their great shows uh we're gonna open the lines this morning but i'm gonna be real clear what we're doing um both david and cody are amazing intuitives and excellent teachers of intuitive things and if you have a question you'd like to call into the show uh, they're not going to do psychic greetings but you can tell them your problems they'll give you more of a general answer to that the number at the radio station is 425-373-5527 or 1-888-298-5527 
5569. And once again, if you've got a problem or a question, you can call in with it. They're not going to do a personal reading, but they, they'll give some general answers. So please uh, feel free to call in. We'd love to have you. And uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, some, some uh, how do I say, uh, some clarification on, you know, the difference between real psychic input, I would say, the real messages from beyond uh, versus the internal chatter or the internal feelings that we all have uh, all the time within us. So, um, and, and I also think quieting the mind, you know, being able to meditate and quiet the mind to find that center quiet place, which I call the inner oasis, and to be able to work from there. Now, uh, both of you uh, gentlemen, I just want to say, you know, many people are afraid of psychics or they have these preconceived ideas of psychics. Um, sometimes if, you know, I go out and about and somebody says, oh, she's a psychic, all of a sudden everybody's afraid that I'm going to know everything going on. So what is your experience with that and how would you respond to that? Mm. Yeah. Cody, didn't you just have an experience with your daughter and a friend of hers uh, with that I recently? I did. The, yeah, it, it, it has been an interesting uh, journey with that that perception out there in the world. I, I have to make a joke, uh, having uh, just raised my daughter. She just went off to college this year. But, but going through um, raising her, of course, you meet a lot of people, quote-unquote, friends, that are just through the kids, right? And so you meet the parents and and oftentimes um, that you know people would ask what I do and I I always kind of amusingly joke if I wanted to stop the conversation, I would say I'm a psychic. And if I wanted to uh, continue communicating with them, I'd say I teach meditation because everybody's interested in meditation these days, but everybody gets a little self-conscious when you tell them you're a psychic because they have this, picture in their mind that um you know about what that means like that you're going to be reading their secrets or uh reading their mind and 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 really to me that that word speaks more to a sense of uh, connectedness within ourselves i mean really psychic uh as a word kind of means soul essence and it, it's kind of has to do with being connected with and aware of the uh, the essence of things, the essence of uh, who we are. Um, so it's kind of the soul or, or energy of things. Um, but the connotation out there in the world certainly is this whole other uh, idea. Thanks to the, to the movie media, for sure. Uh, it's a great thing to play up as something scary. Uh, but that's not really what it is. You know, it's, it's more about the pursuit of a level of uh, awareness in the world that that kind of looks to the the core of things. That looks to like David was saying, uh, if you're experiencing an, an energy or a feeling, um, if you can sit down and and kind of get quiet and look at it and see it and contemplate it in that way, you start to get an answer. And and to me, that is uh, being psychic. It's not all about what I might see about you. It's it's more about what I might see about uh, the dynamics of an experience or the dynamics of how uh, some something's playing out. 
Um, but that that uh, bias, that fear, is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cody lives in a in a very Christian kind of conservative place in Colorado Springs. Uh, and I'll tell you his address if you want to go visit him. He's, he's available <laughs> anytime. Uh, <laughs> and I live coming. in. Yeah, yeah and David lives in L.A., so he's got the entirely other end of the spectrum. Opposite experience. So uh, at the moment, and yeah, at the moment in L.A., all the spiritual stuff is very cool. So if I say what I do, everybody gets really excited, which is a new experience for me because I haven't lived there that long. And I teach, uh, I teach meditation at this place called The Den. It's this very popular kind of meditation studio. And it's very warm and cozy. It's sweet. If you're ever in L.A., check it out. And I teach a class there called Psychic. And a lot of people, they come, off, come in off of class pass or they, it's their first meditation class ever because it's not just a psychic place. It's a, it's a meditation studio with lots of different offerings. So people will end up in my class and not even realize what the name of the class is and what it's about. And literally half the cla- time I teach, half the class uh, of every class I teach is are, are new people. And I'm exposing them for the first time to this word psychic and to what it means. And I... And so my whole job is to try to explain this in a way that people can really understand and not get up and run out the door. And I've been working on that for a long time because it is such a charged word. When people hear psychic, they just have this weird feeling of like, ooh, I need to get out of this room. (laughs) But it, it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, psychic really just means of the soul. And so the way I explain it to people just coming in is we have two eyes to see out the physical world and one eye that sees in and sees energy. You can see with your eyes closed and you can see, see with your eyes open and you can see different things. And that that's all it is. So I can look into myself and ask myself a question. What's the next step of my life? Who am I? Why am I here? You know, why am I struggling with this energy? What do I do next about this relationship or if I really hone those skills, I might be able to look into somebody else and help with, help them communicate to them. And that doesn't have to be in a professional way. I mean, what if you and your partner were psychic with each other and you were able to see deeper into each other or you and your kids or your family or your friends? So it's it's and it's not all about seeing the future. Right. So this is where people mm-hmm. freak out. Mm-hmm. Oh, psychics tell the future. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Or please, God, tell me. I can't take it. I need to know. Right. And I always tell my students, if you go to the psychic shop up the street and pay 10 bucks and they tell you you're going to have a baby or meet your partner or your career thing is going to happen in the next few months, that's fine. But that's a very cheap answer right? $10 is a cheap answer. I was like, you have, I always tell them you have to work for it. So some people they'll come to me, they're on step one out of 10 and they're really just there to work pain to find out who they are. Maybe they ask me where my, where's my partner, David. And I, and I look in them into them and I say, whoa, you look like you've got some heartbreak to heal first, or you, you look pretty stuck or there's some abuse. And so I don't see that partner energy yet. Let's work on these layers. And then maybe when they get step to step nine or 10, then all of the sudden that information starts to land. Maybe I get it or maybe they get it, but we have to work to get it. We have to work on ourselves and we have to develop and grow. So this idea that you're just going to go to somebody and they're going to tell you, you know, maybe that can happen. Maybe you're on step nine out of 10 and, and that's what you're ready for. And it's beautiful and it opens something in your life. But maybe you have to be honest with yourself and you're on step two and you're not ready for that. 
And, and so I think when we teach psychic and use that word, teach intuitive awareness, we have to really help people understand the reality of what's going on, which is you're developing yourself from the inside out. One of those one of the parts of that development is to be able to feel or to see energy and you want to use that wisely to help yourself grow and to help others in a really healthy way. And so there's a lot of stigma because there's a lot of people out there who just are just making tons of money and doing everything from my point of view, upside down. Uh, and so my, my job and Cody's job, I think, and through our podcast is to turn it right back on it up right side up. This is, this is a healthy ethical grounded way to do this you don't have to be super woo woo you don't you know you don't have to be surrounded by a certain kind of person or be a certain kind of person you could be exactly who you are and you can open up these abilities and so let's take that label and that kind of icky energy off of the word psychic because you are psychic whether you know it or not you're aware or not and you might as well embrace it and own it sooner than later i mean who doesn't want to get their answers right yeah, it's like kind of about discovering an aspect of self that's already there, right? Uh, we we do believe that everybody is psychic. It it reminds me of a, I was teaching a class a number of years back. I used to teach a class called Breaking the Ice, which essentially was just that. It was uh, where people could come in and we would explore different topics about uh, metaphysics, so what it is to be psychic, or what's astrology, or what is. Um, it, um, like psychometry and all these different things. And I had this one, one night, this gentleman came in, he was kind of drug in, drug into the class, right? By, by his daughter, which is like, come on in here. Maybe we can fix you here. <laughs> he was a little bit of a, of a curmudgeon. And, um, you know, he was a little bit, I think that's just how he had to protect himself in the world. He was a little bit sensitive, right? So he had a little rough edge and we were playing with this idea of what it is to be psychic and and i was kind of exploring that idea and we did this one exercise where they got to experience that part of themselves and then we would go around the room and and talk about what they experienced and when we got to him this was towards the end of the class and after we had done the exercise i mean he could do it and i said well what was your experience and he said well i just realized because i always just thought that was my common sense like he goes, I always wonder why everybody else is so stupid because I always knew these things and it's just my common sense. So, you know, where he grew up, there was probably no permission to be psychic. There was no validation for that. If you were that, you were different or weird in a way that was uncomfortable. So rather than be able to kind of explore that part of himself and recognize it and own it and say, wow, I just, I know things that other people don't know and I can't explain how I know them. He just decided he had this level of common sense that it seemed like most people around him didn't. And that was a big epiphany for him. That was a really big shift where suddenly this whole part of himself that he had to, uh, in a way, hide or deny in some way and, and never really validate and expand and grow in, like awakened. And... And so he, you know, he came back and learned some meditation techniques and he learned a little bit more about uh, what it was to be connected uh, with him, himself in that way and with, with energy. So that, that's kind of an example of how that negative energy around that word can cause us to deny or shut off a part of ourselves that uh, ultimately we, we end up maybe a little bit resistant or rough in the world we're protecting ourselves uh, in, in because we're sensitive if we're psychic we're really sensitive those two things uh, go hand in hand mm -hmm.
Mm -hmm. Wow, I love what you guys are saying. Um, You know, this is, uh, I I think it's really empowering and, uh, you know, to connect with the fact that you are psychic, you're intuitive, you're getting this information. And also I'm thinking, um, you know, because one of the, the things with me is to get people to where they can Get, you, get their own messages or get their own information so they don't have to go to the quote-unquote psychic, the $10 psychic down the street to get that answer. And Wow, there's so much in there. Because um, so often, um, you know, people will get some kind of an answer and it is too simplified. Um, you know, like you're, you're saying, David, like if, if there's coming in going, well, you know, wh- uh, where's the love of my life? When's he coming in? And you're like, look, you know, you need to do some work on yourself, right? Or mm-hmm. you're going to draw in the wrong kind of a person, so you're not quite ready for that. So this, this, this idea of the journey of life, the idea that this is part of who we are, and yeah, I think many of us were raised in, in um, situations that didn't support this, or people looked at it as, as it was wrong or bad or weird or woo-woo, or only certain people could do it, so... I like That's it. right. Yeah. Um, and to take it a step further, yes, Loretta, ahead. I'll just can I just share one last piece here? Oh yes. I, I had a client. I had a client once who had a question for me, and you know why am I in so much pain? Why do I feel so stuck? And you know I started to look at it, and I said, looks, uh, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. It looks like there's some abuse from your mom. She really invalidated you. I see it like a cloud of energy just stuck right on you, and it's it's strong. Let's open it up. Tell me what you experience when you look at that. Does that resonate? She's like, yeah, it really does. I said, bring up a memory that's inside that cloud, that creating that field of stuckness in you. And she said, wow, I just remembered for the first time in a long time, I got, I, I got accepted to Harvard. And I went and told my mother I was so happy and so excited. And my mother was in so much competition with me. She said, you're not going to Harvard. That's stupid. And she made me throw away my acceptance letter and I never went. And that invalidation had been so stuck in her and so unconscious. Just in that moment of doing some energy work together, it came out and that level of invalidation came out. And it was also something that was sitting on top of her intuitive abilities because it was keeping her feeling like she wasn't good enough. And so everything she did in life, she wasn't good enough. So how could she possibly be psychic? How could she possibly really be able to get her answers and step forward in her life? Because she's not good enough. And just in that moment, it was like an avalanche of energy just came off of her. And it was so beautiful to watch. So sometimes as intuitives, we're a little bit like midwives. We're just helping somebody birth, you know, some energy. We're helping them shift into a new phase of their lives. We're not always giving them an answer like this is what you're going to do for the next decade. It might be like, oh, I see some stuckness and let me help you find out what it is and get through it. Yeah, that is a that's a great answer. And I think we do need to be involved in our own lives, right? You know, we're, we're the ones. I think people often go to psychics because they want someone to tell them what to do, right? You know, tell me right. what to do. And it's like, but this is your life. You know, this is, this is where you get to participate. And um, it, it's an invitation. Might be a challenge. Might be scary. But um, there it is. So as we go through life and the development of our intuitive abilities, plus the, the meditation, which I just briefly mentioned, but I think is vitally important, um, how does this change our lives? Do you have any quick stories of 
of changes you've seen with any of the people that you've worked with or taught? Thousands, right, Cody? Yeah. I, I, know. Thousands <laughs> I heard but, that in the silence. You, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I have a, a, a reading, a story that kind of came up when David was talking. And, and you know, one of the things I think with being uh, a, a teacher, I have a lot of story. As a teacher, I have a lot of stories of watching people transform them lives as, transform their lives as I teach them tools. As a reader, sometimes we get feedback and sometimes we don't in terms of what happens after. Um, very often, though, a, a really profound shift happens in that interaction of a reading, just like David was describing. Um, I was reading this this gentleman a uh, number of years back, and and his, his question was that uh, you know, he could never really succeed. Like every time he was under pressure, uh, he would fall apart. He would uh, kind of choke, so to speak, to, to use a uh, maybe sports metaphor. And and so I started looking at him and I, and I saw that this scene where as a child, he was, it was like a picture of him trying to learn to swing a bat and he couldn't do it. And he was under this real kind of sense of, of uh, stress about doing it. And, and every time he would try to do it, it was just, he would fall apart. So I started to describe this to him and all of a sudden he had this kind of epiphany and, and he says, Oh my God, my dad was a professional baseball player. Mm. And he goes, I could never live up to his expectation. And in the, just in that moment of this epiphany about himself, this, this sudden awareness of himself, his whole demeanor, his whole energy shifted where he could kind of come into himself and his own uh, kind of sense of what he's capable of. And he just released that energy just with that communication. So back to that idea of, of like being psychic is being scary or what is it? It's, it's not about looking at the future necessarily. It's looking at what blocks us in the moment to being... Uh, that stops us maybe or inhibits us in terms of being our better selves or being uh, more authentic and present and connected with uh, who we really are so we can bring that to the world. That's beautiful. We are running out of time, unfortunately. And this is Loretta Brown, my guest today, David Gandelman, Cody Edner, uh, hosts of Energy Matters. And what are you guys' websites real quick? How do people find you? Sure. They can find us at energymattersacademy.com. Uh, if they just want to look up my stuff, davidgandelman.com, codystuffintuitivevision.net. I wish we had another hour. Thank you so much for being on the show, oh, you guys. And I really recommend everybody check out their Energy Matters podcast and find out when uh, you can study with them or they're going to be out and, out and about. And for this next week, be kind to each other, love each other, be be safe, be warm, and lots of love. I'll talk to you next week. Bye now. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.